Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. You're listening to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, episode number 29, You Can Adopt Without Debt, an interview with author and speaker Julie Gum. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder. I'm an adoptive dad, and this is the show all about domestic infant adoption. This show is here to help you shorten the time, decrease the cost, and make it less stressful for you to reach the dream of becoming parents. I know what that dream is about because I've, I've had the dream. I still have the dream. My wife and I are on adoption number three, currently waiting. So I'm uh, really, we're really excited to see how our family is going to be built uh, with the, who's going to join our family as the as the third child. So we're pretty excited, and uh, you know that leads me to really talk about one thing I wanted to mention before we get into the interview. You know, because my wife and I have been on this journey several times. Back when we first got started, we were introduced to a profile video. And so we created one for each one of our adoptions. We just got done with number three. And we've learned a lot through creating videos. The biggest thing we learned was that they made such a powerful connection with the birth parents of our children. Both of them have said how much the video touched them and, and really made a connection with them much more than a printed profile or watching our, or looking at our pictures online and the text, the letters that we wrote online, the video kind of brought us to life and made it, made a connection with them. And so, I mean, I've been asked about this by other adoptive parents or hopeful adoptive parents. And it got me to the point where I felt like I wanted to create a training course, online training course, something with video, something to show you what to do and downloadable checklists and documents so you can go through it. So by the time anybody gets through this course, they're going to have their video made. And that video, I think, is the most powerful tool you're going to have in your adoption tool bag to connect with prospective birth parents. So I made, started on my own website about this. It's called adoptionprofilevideo.com. And there's a little bit there, not much right there right now. Actually, the only thing there is explaining what the training is about and that it's coming soon because I'm making it right now. But if you want to know more and you want to connect with me and you want to know when that training's out, you're the first one to know when it's out, go to adoptionprofilevideo.com, enter your email address, and we'll start talking about it and you'll be the first to know. So that's all I want to say about it right now. We'll talk about it more on future podcasts, but I also just had a blog post that I put out there called how to make a great adoption profile video and do it in five simple steps. So you can go there too and it'll, there are links and things will show you briefly an outline of how to make a video. So get way deeper into that, into the training, but I'm really excited about it. I'm working on it now. So I just want to briefly share that with you before we get into the interview. Okay. Today show is Julie gum. She's the first repeat guest on the show, which I'm super excited about because she's got a new book. You know, she's the adopted without debt person. She, her first book adopted without debt was huge bestseller. Now she's got a revised version a bigger version, expanded version. It's called You Can Adopt Without Debt, Creative Ways to Cover the Cost of Adoption. We all know it can get expensive. It, it will be expensive to hire an adoption agency, an adoption attorney, get your home study done, have travel expenses. 
And it hurts me to hear from folks that get so discouraged about the cost. Some even losing hope because they don't feel like they can become parents through adoption just because of the cost. So this is why I'm excited about talking with Julie today. She's going to give you hope. That's what her book's about. And it goes into so much more than just how to adopt without debt. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Julie Gum. Okay, everyone. I'm so excited to have Julie Gum back on the show today. If you remember, she was in episode number 10, and uh, we we talked about adopting without debt at that point, but she's back on the show today, and uh, real quick, if you if you haven't listened to, to episode number 10, she is uh, a mother of four kids, uh, two of them from, are, that were adopted from two continents. She's a speaker, an author of the best-selling book, Adoptive, Adopt Without Debt, and she's been lucky enough or blessed enough to be a guest on the Dave Ramsey Show, which is really cool. She and her husband have adopted twice, like I said, and they did it without going into debt. And they're debt-free because they paid off over $200,000, including their home, which is super impressive. And I know people listening to this that are hopeful adoptive families and uh, their ears just perked up. How can you adopt without debt? It's so expensive. So that's why I wanted to bring her back on because this new book is called You Can Adopt Without Debt, Creative Ways to Cover the Cost of Adoption. So, hey, Julie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's uh, it's always a blessing. You know, the first repeat guest is uh, a special thing, so I hope you feel really special. I I feel very, (laughs) very special. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on the show. You know, your first book, uh, Adopt Without Debt, was, I mean, that was back in 2011 already. Hard to believe it's been that long. uh, Yeah. I've read that thing a couple times front to back because it's so packed full of interesting stories and really good tips. And and I heard you were coming out with this new book, this, I don't know if you want to call it a revised version. That's what I'm kind of calling it, but I'll let you, you can explain it here in just a second. But the new book is going to be released on January 6th. Mm-hmm. So if anybody listening to this after January 6th, it's already available, go get it. But you've been writing about and speaking about debt-free adoption for several years now. And I mean, your book, your first book was so great. I can't wait to get my hands on your new book. So can you briefly explain what the differences are? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, a revised or updated edition is, is, is true, but um, it's also so much more than that. Basically, uh, the first copy of the book that I self-published back in 2011 was really our adoption story and then how to just how to pay for adoption, um, grants, fundraising ideas, and that sort of stuff. Um, and so a couple of years passed and had the opportunity to think about, you know, I had, like you said, I got on the Dave Ramsey show and that just like did huge things for my books. That was such a blessing. And he continues to talk anytime somebody calls the show and talks about adoption, he mentions my book and tells them to go buy it. So it's been huge. And so I just thought, you know, maybe I could get a publisher um, interested in this book and just help get it into the hands of more people. Um, You know, you can only do so much marketing kind of on your own. And so I just really, it's a passion of mine to just help adoptive families. And so that was my main goal. So when I started talking about um, publishing it, you know, to my agent and a couple different things, they're like, well, one, it needs to be longer, you know, for a publishing house to look at it. 
So, but it was really easy to go back and add so much stuff because I had traveled and, and been speaking for, you know, two years at that point. And so in the questions that would come up in talking to families and then also all the new ideas, fundraising ideas and stuff that I heard from different people, um, it wasn't too hard to, to kind of double the length. Um, so there, you know, I added a chapter on the adoption tax credit and I added a chapter on kind of the pros and cons of fundraising and some of the things that you have to think about in the different types of fundraising um, and you know more stories and more ideas and then when my when my agent found a publisher home for it with Abington Press um, they said you know we would really like to see this become a more comprehensive book that somebody who thinks I want I, you know I want to adopt I want to find out about adoption but I'm concerned about the cost they could pick it up and it could kind of be an A to Z guide so five new chapters got added you know, on top of what I'd already added in the beginning that really talks about, you know, what are the different kinds of adoption? You know, there's um, foster care adoption, there's domestic, private domestic adoption, there's international adoption. What are some of the pros and cons to each? What can you expect the costs of the different kinds of adoption to be? You know, what to expect from the process? Obviously, you know, there's a lot that you could go into. You know, somebody who's going to do like international adoption may still want to get a really like the complete guide to international adoption or something really comprehensive. But at least it's a book where somebody can pick it up and start to get some of their questions answered and kind of help that and help them in that adoption making decision, adoption decision making process and then, you know, give them hope about the cost and how they can um, cover that. So yes, revised and updated and slightly different titles. So it's now it's you can adopt without debt. So because once you have a title with one book, you you have to like make it something different because your your first book never goes away on Amazon. So yeah, they lock that down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really, really excited. Hopefully you can get back on the Dave show. I know Dave Ramsey's huge. And for those of you that yeah. don't know him, he's he's all about getting out of debt. That's what he is a national syndicated radio show about. And uh, I mean, he is the, the godfather of getting out of debt. I don't know. He might not yeah. agree with that, but uh, <laughs> I agree would. with that. I've been listening to him for years. And uh, yeah, I, if you don't know Dave, I go find out. And uh, you can actually listen to the first interview that Julie did with him back in 2011, I would just did again. And that's really, really funny and really good. I would go back and, and listen to it and check it out. So yeah. hopefully you can get back on a show. That'll be another huge uh, boost. But I see right on the front cover of your book, it says, uh, you, I mean, you got a, a ringing endorsement from Dave Ramsey right there. So that's really cool. I do. I do. He's been really awesome to endorse the book, talk about it on the show. He actually mentioned it in his a book that he co-wrote with his daughter and came out, I think it was last fall, Smart Money, Smart Kids. It actually has a um, a little couple paragraphs in there about adoption. And he mentions my book, My Name is in there, which is just huge. So he's been a real blessing. He was a big, he was a big part of our journey in becoming debt-free, which I kind of talk about in the book is kind of what started our journey to adoption as well. Just kind of some of the heart change and things that we went through in the process of getting out of debt and being better stewards of our money and being able to give to just all kinds of different, you know, friends who are missionaries and different organizations because we weren't, you know, swallowed up making payments on student loans and car loans and that sort of stuff. And so that kind of started us down the road. So I always, you know, I told Dave when I had the chance to meet him too, you know, he played a big part in our adoption journey indirectly. Um, so it's been cool to 
to be on his show. It's been just, you know, besides being great for the book, it's just a big honor for, you know, honor for me and as much as he has meant to our lives. So. Yeah, I, I think you kind of briefly touched on it there. I mean, I was going to ask you why the without debt part is so important to you, but I think you touched on it. I mean, it, without debt changes your world uh, in yeah. so many ways, but especially through adoption it gives you hope that you can adopt. Yeah. I meet a lot of people that just struggle. There's a huge wall in front of them that they can't break down called the cost of adoption. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we, you know, at the time we had just paid off our house when we started the adoption process and, um, you know, kind of, we thought we would be able to pay for it one way, but then through a job situation, we kind of like, Oh, okay, well that's not going to you know work out. And so it was a really stretching thing for us. And it would have been, you know, easy, there's interest-free loans and, you know, different things that you can do, but we just kind of felt like we had, you know, I don't know, it had been eight years before that, seven years before that, you know, we had committed to get out of debt and never live like that again. And so it just felt wrong to my husband and I, for us especially, to take on that, just assume that we were going to take on that debt, you know, to look at that as like the first answer. And so we just kind of decided, you know what, we're going to do everything possible, um, to do this without debt and, you know, work our butts off. And, um, and so, and I think, yeah, it's a stumbling block for people. And, and I certainly, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to like judge anybody who ends up taking out a loan for their adoption, but I want that to be the last resort. I want people to see that there are so many other things that you can do because, you know, you come home with a new baby or kids that you brought home from overseas or, you know, you've got foster kids in your family and that's, that's a, that's a stressful time anyways. And so I don't want you to have like adoption loan payments on top of that, you know, and that stress. I love to just see, give families hope that they can, um, they can pay for it. So Absolutely. I agree with all that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Dave say this too. If there was ever uh, a, a pass that he would ever give anybody for going into debt, this may be one of those times. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but, and, you know, I look, I, talk, I actually talk about this in the book. And, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, so a lot of our adoption story is based in our faith. And so I think if, if some of these, like, debt free fanatics or whatever you may want to call it, you know, like, well, that is sinful. Well, that's not really what the Bible says. And debt's not smart necessarily, but so often debt comes from our discontentment with what we have and our unwillingness to wait until we can afford something. You know, it comes from, for some, from greed, basically, most of it. Not, you know, obviously there's medical bills and, you know, things like that happen, but most of the debt people find themselves in is, is because we just, you know, we're not going to wait or we're impatient or whatever it may be. Um, and that's certainly not the case with adoption. I mean, nobody's going to accuse, you know, an adoptive family of taking out a loan for their adoption because they're selfish, you right, know, or, right. or greedy or whatever. That's so not, um, you know, it's the complete opposite usually. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, it'd be nice if David gives those people a pass. <laughs> <laughs> he so very rarely gives anybody a pass. So that, yeah, that, no, that. he doesn't. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, I agree with everything you said there. That's it should be a last resort. And uh, so, yeah. anyway, let's get into you. You usually have. I know we've said this before in the last episode. You have kind of three tenets or three ways of that people can use to adopt without debt. Do you hold that in the, your new book too? Or is that 
Yeah, it is. It's the same kind of things that we talk about. Um, we talk about um, examining your own personal finances and where you are at the time. You know, so many people aren't on a household budget already, um, and so they have no idea where their money is going. And I know when my husband and I first started our journey to get out of debt, we just, like, <laughs> you know, money was flying out the windows practically, you know, and you're not keeping track of it. And so you're basically leaking money all over the place. And so getting getting a handle on what you have, what you can start putting away, really sitting down and budgeting and, and what things can we, um, you know, cut back on. And, um, you know, everything, there's families in the book that have talked about, like, that have sold vehicles and, you know, they sold one car and got by on one car during, you know, or sold the second car, got by on one car during their adoption and carpooled or one guy, you know, would ride the train to work and, and vice versa. Not only were they saving on car payments that they had had, but they're saving on car insurance and they're saving on gas money and, you know, that kind of thing adds up. Um, but even just, you know, the little stuff, how often you eat out and brown bagging your lunch to work and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and then we talk about adoption grants, and that that section is a little expanded. I give some examples of, um, that. you know, I talk about the different kinds of grants, explain those, uh, give examples of fundraising letters if you get a fundraising grant, um, talk about some of the different organizations uh, that are giving out grants, and then I always point people to uh, my friend Sherry Walrod, who does resources for adoption, because she's, I call her the grant oh, guru. Oh, <laughs> she is. I've had <laughs> her on the really, show. Yeah, yeah she's she awesome. Yeah, she keeps up to date on, you know, what grants are handing out money, and, you know, because sometimes they have to say, hey, we're not accepting applications right now, because they don't have funding, and then they'll open back up, and she keeps track of all that, so... And then the third thing, of course, is the fundraising. Um, and that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so a lot of people, when they hear fundraising, they're like, no, no, I'm not mm -hmm. begging my friends for money. That's right. Um, and fundraising can mean a ton of different things. And I tell people, that's fine. If you don't, we didn't send out letters asking for money um, just because of our situation and just didn't feel comfortable doing that. And, you know, we did have a few people come to us and say, hey, we'd like to help. And that was great. Um, but it can mean garage sales. It can mean um, selling t-shirts or jewelry or doing auctions online or doing a both hands foundation um, grant fundraiser thing where you help a widow's, you do a work day project on a widow's house. And I don't know. So there's lots of different options um, for the fundraising thing. And that's a big part of the, the book, lots of different stories and ideas and fun ones. And so I kind of feel like there's something for everybody um, in the fundraising section. It doesn't have to mean, you know, going out and asking people to just straight up give you money if that's not something you're comfortable with. So. And most of us probably are not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, that's what I love about your book. Uh, and your first book covered this very well, is going through the fundraising ideas and stories. I mean, do you have any of those stories that are some of your favorites that you could explain? Well, you know, it's funny. I still love the karaoke night. That is oh, yes. one of my favorite from the first book. And this one... Um, and what I tell people, too, is when they're thinking about different things, fundraisers that they can do, is always to think about who your different audiences are. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have church friends, you might have neighborhood friends, you might have work friends, and what fundraiser works for your church friends may not be the best with your work friends. And so the karaoke fundraiser is a perfect idea because Kenny is a lot, was a law enforcement officer, and, you know, he was looking for something fun that they could do with his buddies from work, obviously a different crowd 
crowd than, you know, their church friends. And so they did this karaoke fundraiser. They got the, like a pub to donate the space on a Tuesday night. Um, They actually then even got the karaoke service covered. And so people could come and they would pay, I'm trying to remember the prices off the top of my hat. I think it was 10 bucks and you signed up a friend to sing a song. So of course, you know, you pick your friend and you pick some horribly embarrassing (laughs) song to make them sing on the stage. And then when their name got called, they could pay like five bucks to have somebody else come sing with them or 10 bucks. I don't, and I'm totally probably messing up the dollar figures now. Um, 10 bucks to make the, to change the song, or they could pay a certain amount and whoever signed them up would have to come up and sing the song instead. And then for the people that wanted to just come watch and laugh at everybody, they paid $30 at the door. <laughs> And they gave them like they just bought those like dollar store Mardi Gras bead necklaces and and they were wearing those. So people knew that they couldn't sign them up. So, you know, really fun, low pressure environment, had a blast with all of their friends. And Kenny told his friends they were trying to raise a specific amount, which is something I talk about, too, having small goals. Um, They were trying to raise like thirteen hundred dollars for their next fee, whatever it was that they needed to pay. And Kenny told his friends that if they raised the $1,300, he would cut his hair in a mullet and sing Achy Breaky Heart. (laughs) So they did like $1,343 or $1,311 or something like that. So um, just a fun, fun example. Um, One of the other things that I love is there's so many of these fundraisers like um, the coffee, uh, Just Love Coffee is one organization that does they sell fair trade coffee, and as a company, they give back to uh, widows and orphans in Ethiopia. So, of course, I love that. So there's that part of it. But then they do fundraisers for adoptive families. And, you know, some people do a Just Love Coffee fundraiser, and they might make five, six, seven hundred dollars um, But there's one couple, or one family in the book who she just, like, took it to a whole other level, which, you know, I tell people this. It's like, you're going to get out what you put in. Um, and so some fundraisers can be a few hundred dollars or they can be a few thousand. But she worked in a medical building, like a medical offices building, and she like made up flyers, went around, gave out samples, talked to all the doctor's offices because they all order coffee. Um, and she had people ordering from her. She had people coming to find her in the office where she worked asking for the coffee lady, you know, and her mom even did some of the same thing where she worked. And they ended up selling, raising like $5,000 wow. from their coffee fundraiser. Um, but you know, obviously a lot more time and work went into it, but I love that those examples that can show the range of what people can do with a fundraiser. Yeah. Very, very awesome. Yeah. I love the coffee stories too. Yeah. I, I've, I've done a few blog posts about fundraising and, uh, I mean your book and your website that you have take it obviously to a way different level. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because people really need to hear that it is possible. I've heard a lot of uh, negativity around, especially around fundraising, because wow, we just can't do it. Or I'm, I'm going to do all this work for a couple of nickels. I mean, y- right? And it, yeah, you do have to think about what's the bang for the buck, you right, know. Right. Um, and so, and and not every, you know, I have a couple families who are like, "Do you want to hear our failure story too?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sure," you know. And and one of them had put together kind of like a little fall festival in their apartment complex kind of thing. And she's like, it tanked. It totally tanked. You know, we like, I think we lost money. And, and, you know, you want to try and avoid some of those situations, but, um, but yeah, you have to consider how much time do I have first Mm -hmm. and what can I do that's going to get a good return for the money? You know, I kind of always tell people like, 
um, you know, figure out, are you making minimum wage? You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> like if you're spending 40 hours and you only make, you know, $200, you know, not a great return on investment, but you can spend 40 hours and make, you know, our garage sale. Garages are huge. I always oh, yeah. tell people do garage sales. Um, cause it's like, it's, it's an easy thing. It's an easy thing at the beginning, um, to get like that money for your home study or one of your first things, because you're not asking people for anything. All you're doing is taking their junk off their hands, which everybody loves. Right. Um, but it is kind of getting the word out and it lets people know, Oh, Hey, so-and-so is adopting. That's cool. Yeah. I'll give you all my stuff that's in my garage. that's piled up that I don't want, you know, but it kind of gets that your story in front of them for a little bit. But, um, you know, People have made anywhere from 2000 to $5,000 in garage sales. And I love them, too, because you can do them more than once. You know, you can – everything that you don't sell, put it back in boxes in your garage. And a few months later, you know, put the call out for more adoption – or more donations and then and drag out the stuff and, you know, do it all again. I had one guy contact me, and he actually went through Craigslist and picked up garage sale leftovers from oh, wow. other people and added them to his – stash, you know, as they did adoptions through their process. So I had a guy, uh, maybe it was on, it could have been on your Facebook page. Now that I think about it, <laughs> there was <laughs> a guy could have been on the one that we're both on. <laughs> yeah, it could be. There was a guy, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, that went around and collected old steel scrap metal? and metal, scrap metal. Oh, that guy's yes. awesome. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, because people, it's just junk, uh, taking up room and he would come pick it up and uh -huh. then take it to the recycling thing and, I think I contacted him once. He's made several thousand dollars. And he has so, pictures and pictures and pictures of him with truckloads and, and yeah, even his trailer yeah. full of stuff. <laughs> but hey, more power to him. I mean, that guy will yeah, not be absolutely. denied. He's going to go and get the, the funding he needs for his adoption. So God bless yeah. him. Yep. Well, that's what I love, the the, the stories behind all the stuff. And, and that's what everybody needs to keep in mind is uh, these are stories of people that have done successful things. And yeah, you may not be successful in everything you do, but like you said, try to find something that you connect with like, Hey, I could do that. Or I could, I could twist that in a little bit different way and be creative with it exactly. and, and make yeah. it my own and really help fund the adoption. And I think what helps people too, and what helps me is to break it down. Like mm -hmm. you said, not, not go, okay, we are raising 50,000 for our adoption. Okay. Well, yeah. how about you break it down to, Hey, we need 2000 for our home study. Okay. Yep, we exactly. did that. Now we need 5,000 for our adoption journey or whatever the breakdown is, but that's what helps you really uh, be able to, to, to devour it in chunks, not take this yeah. huge, overwhelming project. Well, and it's kind of the same principle of Dave Ramsey's debt snowball. Absolutely. You know, he's like, pay off the smallest debt yes. first. You know, like, look at small little goals, because once you reach those small, you know, it's encouraging whenever you reach a goal and you're like, oh, yay, we did it, you know, celebrate. And then like, okay, here's our next thing, you know, and move on to that one. But yeah, when you look at the big um, chunk of it of how much you have to raise. It's a, it can be really overwhelming and discouraging too. So I always tell people like focus, you know, one step at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's huge. I mean, if you had, I mean, on all your travels and your speaking and talking to people about adoption and about debt and what, what do you think is their biggest struggle with saving or raising money for their adoption? Is there one thing that kind of sticks out to, to you or? Um, wow. I, I think it is really just that, that being overwhelmed and it's easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, the adoption journey is so emotional anyway. Right. You know, when you don't even consider the financial aspect, no matter which process, no matter what type of adoption you're doing, it's, it's a roller coaster. There's ups and downs and, and all kinds of things. And so I think when you 
pile on then the 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 you know obstacle or the struggle to pay for it um i think the biggest thing is is just you know overwhelmed and discouraged and that's also why i wanted to write the book is so you could say here here are families who have done it you know it is not easy i'm not i'm not going to you know i mean i yeah we would all like the $10,000 check to arrive in the mailbox but <laughs> and there is one story like that in my book but 98 0.5% of the time, it's people who have just worked really hard and sacrificed and, you know, given up things and taken on second jobs and, and that sort of stuff, you know, to make their goals happen. So, um, so, but yeah, so that's why I wanted to write the book too, is just to let people know there are others who have done it. You can right. do it, you know, it's to give them hope, you know, and a sense of encouragement. So. Yeah. And I think there's, with the internet today, it really makes it easier to to guide people to places to um websites that will help you collect the donations so even if you don't want to if you don't want to say hey write me a check and they're writing your check right and putting your hand um right you can there are other websites that you can go to do you have any of those off the top of your head or you know what? There are a couple. I love purecharity.com. Yes. Um, they are an organization that does a lot of stuff, actually. They started out as um, you can install a little um, plug-in in your browser, and when you're shopping your online retailers that are partnered with Pure Charity, you click a little button, and you automatically earn like a percentage back and it goes in your little rewards account. And then all kinds of different charities and organizations put their projects on Pure Charity. And so then you can spend those little reward dollars and give to a great cause, you know, whether it's Mercy House Kenya is an organization I love. And they're, you know, if they're going to build, open a new women's maternity home in Kenya, they put it up in there and, and people can donate their reward dollars. And then you can just straight give. Um, so they started an adoption fundraising um, page. So you can create your own page, put video and pictures on it, set your goal, and people can just – they can donate reward dollars still, um, but they can just do um, straight donations on that. And I always tell people, even if you have no intention of sending out fundraising letters or anything like that, go ahead and set something up with one of those organizations. There's adopttogether.com is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, those are adoption-specific de- Specific. There is like GoFundMe and You Caring, but I love to support adoption organizations. So, um, so, but go ahead and set one of those up because you never know when somebody's going to say, "Hey, you know, we would really like to contribute something," and then that way they get the tax write-off for it too. Um, and also, there's a couple fundraisers. Like if you want to do some sort of a restaurant, you know, eat out night fundraiser, oftentimes they'll only do it if you're if they can give the money to a 501c3, you know, so that way you could say, Hey, you can just, you know, write the check to pure charity and it'll go in our adoption account or whatever. Um, so I always encourage people go ahead and set it up and, you know, you can use it as much or as little as you want and point people to it, but you know, it's never a bad idea. No. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all good places to go. I'll put those all in the, in the show notes for those. So anybody that's trying to frantically write these things down, as Julie was saying, <laughs> I can email them to you later. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I got, I got them all covered actually. Um, I actually wrote a blog post about those specific ones that you just mentioned, actually. So uh, mm-hmm. um, I'll include that in the show notes so everybody will have those, those websites to go back to. Now, um, before we go, though, I wanted to talk about your website, which is juliegum.com. G- mm-hmm. And that's J-U-L-I-E-G-U-M-M. Yep, like bubble gum with an extra M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really cool website. You got a lot of good stuff on there. Um, your book, obviously, you can uh, get her book through her website. 
you also can get some resources that she has on there just about budgeting grants, uh, fundraising, um, other links. And she's got a blog on there. And what do you, you blog about more things than adoption? I mean, you, um, you know, sometimes I blog just about family life too, mm-hmm. just as an adoptive family. It's, you know, it's kind of, I blogged our whole adoption journey. So I think my blog goes all the way back to like 2006, <laughs> but sweet, now that my man. kids are older um, and you know, they're in high school and their friends can Google them. Um, <laughs> I don't write as many um, stories, but I, you know, I talk about some of the, the struggles and I talk about uh, my experience with post-adoption depression um, and some other things on there. But then I also, like, I love to blog new fundraising ideas that I come across. Like somebody did a a breakfast with Santa pancake fundraiser. And I was like, that's brilliant. You know, like, Absolutely. I mean, pancake fundraiser already got that in the book, but it's Christmas time. Hire somebody to come in for Santa and, you know, for five bucks, parents, you know, do their own pictures and, or you can have, do them and print them out or whatever it is. So whenever I come across like a cool new fundraising idea, um, cause obviously I can't keep updating the book all the time. It goes on the blog. So it's always a great, um, place for people to go to get more ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you're going around speaking about this too. And you even have a workshop that yep. you do. It's like, what, two and a half hours of two and a half hours yeah, yeah. it's kind of all and it covers the you know the same stuff we kind of talked about it talks about well actually it covers more because it uh talks about the three ways to pay for your adoption but we talk about the adoption tax credit um we talk about the pros and cons of fundraising kind of some of that sort of stuff stuff that's in the book but yeah i travel around i do that for churches or adoption agencies or basically any sort of group that <laughs> wants to bring me in and i love doing it because i i absolutely love um, meeting adoptive families. I think I've got one scheduled in the Jacksonville, Florida area on January 20th. And that's the only one I have on my calendar right now, but I'm hoping to um, book more of those in the spring. Cause like I said, I do love it. Well, anybody that's listening to this that have uh, those kind of organizations or agencies, please uh, contact her because she has uh, just so much information to share that will help a lot of people. Uh, I think it's, it's great that you do that. Yeah. Well, where can people get the book? I know it's released on January 6th. Yeah, it's released on January 6th. So Mm -hmm. I think the paperback is available to pre-order on, you know, most Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Mm -hmm. uh, CBD.com. I can't think of other, you know, everywhere, basically. (laughs) And so then, and then on January 6th, when it comes out, the ebook version will be uh, available on all your different devices and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And I... I like it. There's a there's a photograph on the cover. It shows um, two, uh, you know, my friends. It's their feet and an empty chair. And I, I'm excited to when the book comes out. I'm gonna actually put the sequel to that picture up because there's a little girl that sits in that Aww. chair now that they brought home and she's adorable. So um, nice. yeah, fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, two two uh, obviously a guy's uh, set of legs, uh-huh. a gal set of legs. The the. <laughs> The ampersand sign for and and then, and then an empty, empty chair. chair yep. Yeah, that's that's. I thought that was brilliant to put it on there. Now now that they even have a, a little girl to sit in the chair, that's that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, and then they just took it when they took those family photos. Now they have one that has another empty chair next oh, to her, so because they're going to go ahead and start on their next nice. one. So nice, and they're doing it. In, I'm sure without debt, thanks to you. Well, hopefully, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I obviously you're always full of, of great information and I highly encourage people to go get the book January 6th. It's available. You can pre purchase it now. Yep. So go, you can go to juliegum.com. You can go to infantadoptionguide.com. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Like you said, there it's all over the place. So 
go get the book. It's a, it's going to be a great read. I know it. And uh, I can't wait to get it myself. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know it takes a ton of time to write a book, especially a published book like this. Yeah. And then including all the stuff you have in it is just incredible. Cause I think it's going to really help tons more people just to pick it up mm-hmm. and go, okay, how do I do this? And yeah. you got it. Yeah. Got it covered. I hope so. Well, thanks Julie so much for coming on the show today. You can also find her on Facebook and, and Twitter. I highly encourage you to do that because she is tweeting and, uh, and putting things out on Facebook all the time about oh, fundraising. Yeah. Yep. You so. can, let's see, facebook.com slash, I think it's author Julie gum and Twitter is Julie gum too. So it's easy. <laughs> yeah. And you can find it on her website too. They're easy way to, yes. to connect yeah, yeah, with her there. there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it so much, Tim, for having me on. Thank you. We'll talk again. Maybe next time you write a book in a couple more years, right? Yeah. (laughs) We'll see, right? If you have any ideas, let me know. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, Julie. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Yep. Bye. Bye. I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Julie Gum. I know I did. She's always fun to have on the show. Full, full, full of information um, about how to adopt without debt, how to fund your adoption cover the cost as she says in her in her book title so i hope you learned a lot there i know i did you know in talking to julie um we have something wanted to do something special to celebrate her new book so julie and i have agreed she's actually going to send me two signed copies of her book and we're going to give them away here on infantadoptionguide.com so here's what i want you to do here's how you're going to be able to win them go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 29 because this is episode 29 enter your comment about why you need to get julie's book what it's going to do for your adoption journey and how you can cover the cost and afford to become parents through adoption leave your story there on your on the comments infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 29 I'm going to pick the two best entries, the two best stories, and then you are going to win a signed copy of Julie's book and be the one of the first ones to get it. So isn't that exciting? And that is awesome. I'm so happy she agreed to do that because this book is going to be really a, a change, a game changer for a lot of people to break through and actually adopt and not lose hope that they cannot adopt because of the cost. So... I really hope you jump on that and go enter your comment today uh, because uh, I'm going to leave it up there for so long and I'm going to pick the two best entries. So I suggest you go out there as soon as possible. Her book gets released on January 6th. So I suggest you get out there and uh, put your comment in infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 29 and uh, do it right away. So thank you so much for listening. If you would Be so kind to help me get this podcast into the ears of more adoptive families. Go on iTunes, leave an honest review. If you really like the show, go there, leave leave a review. It helps get the show in front of more people so more people can be helped by it. So thank you so much. Until next time, God bless you on your adoption journey. Thanks for listening to my dad.